Crimson Tower Studios. Welcome to the Old World Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay and the original podcast to bring you both discussion and actual play in 4th edition. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, and tonight I'm joined by my co-host Lance, the man, the GM extraordinaire. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right, Steve. How are you, my friend? Oh, man, it's a joyous day. It's Saturday, and I'm talking about Warhammer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who, who would have known? So it's it's just you and me in today's show. But, you know, who would have known that back many years ago when we were younger and you brought me this magazine and you were showing me this. Look at these toy soldiers and the in the miniatures, this game. You can you can do this battle with orcs and stuff. I, I remember that day like it was yesterday. And uh, who, who would have known we would have been here now talking about Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay every day? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have known? And, you know, I can't even remember what got me initially into Warhammer. I remember I got some I I think I got it was like a little like leaflet thing that was kind of like super long rectangular thing. Right. And it had these different games that they had. And I saw the Warhammer fantasy on like one of one of the little like rectangle frames. And I was just like, that's awesome. And the closest place I could get it was, I swear, I think I made my, I did make my dad drive two hours, but it was a like two hour drive. <laughs> I made my dad drive too. I, I remember we drove to Bay City and got the starter set and it was the Bretonian and yes. Lizardman. Yes. Yep. And, yep. and then I remember getting it home and going, you have to assemble and paint it? Like I didn't realize <laughs> when yeah, when I got it, I think it was somewhere in Detroit. Oh yeah, and like we went out to Lust, <laughs> and I was like, Dad, I'll promise I'll build a house. Please get it for me because that game was expensive. And right, I was like you know, right. just like please, please, if you can get it for me, that'd be super cool. And he got it for me, and yeah, I was the same way. I'm like, holy, look at these pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta buy paint too. Oh, and glue. And uh, but after after that, it's just been a blast. We had so many battles. It, it was just it was awesome. Back then, you could get like a pewter miniature miniature for like a dollar a piece. And remember, uh, you could order stuff, and you got them in these big cardboard yeah. boxes. It was like well, the trolls, the trolls, or trolls. Yeah, the games yeah, were the trolls. Yeah, the games were trolls. I'm is. I'm not even sure if that's a thing still. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool. Like, yeah, they had they had the they had a troll in the front of the box. And uh-huh. it was like, I mean, you're talking about expensive. I mean, well, our, our first order, we spent 160 bucks. Yeah. Which back then computer models. was a lot of oh, money. <laughs> I don't even know how we got that much. Money. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, let's move on to the, the meat of our show. So tonight we're talking um, careers. Uh, so we have been getting a lot of requests to get back into careers. Um, it's a topic that's near and dear to our hearts as well. Um, and every time I do a career episode, I just get so excited about that career. And so uh, tonight, Steve and I are tackling a career, which was a special uh, listener request for one of our patrons, the coachman. As we like to do um, at the end of the episode, we'll also have a little competition where Steve and I will put our creative juices to the test in a career build off to see who can build the most interesting characters. Uh, so old world. Strap in, 
both your cargo and your passengers. Climb on your coach and grab the reins tightly and by Sigmar's beard, keep your eyes on the road and your ears perked up because the roads in the old world are mighty dangerous. And if you're lucky, you might make it to the next coaching inn as we discuss the coachman on tonight's show of the Old World Podcast. So the coachman, I mean, as soon as I got into the coachman, I was like, man, I love this guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so if you're following along at home, uh, it's on the core rulebook, yes. page 86. Yes, yes. And races that you can be a coachman, dwarf, halfling, and human. Uh, for all you elves thinking about this trade, well, you're too good for it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And and gnomes are too short. That's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> right. So, though, I suppose you could make an interesting argument to your GM as to why well, you could do that. I mean, but... there's pony coaches, I'm sure, and <laughs> special areas of the world it's a coach for halflings yeah, yeah right. <laughs> we, we 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 cater exclusively to halflings <laughs> there we go a luxury tiny <laughs> very <Okay>. small <laughs> pulled by dogs <laughs> wow man this is going to be a great episode so what what is this career and what is its place in the old world so one thing I, honestly this is one of those careers where it's kind of just what it sounds like right i mean you're someone that essentially drives the medieval version of a taxi for people mm-hmm. um, you provide safe travel right most of the time <clears throat> right and it's not just right yeah. we've talked about in in many times how the roads in Warhammer are dangerous. Uh, oh, yeah. ma- many people in the Empire travel by river whenever possible because the roads are are so there's bandits and beastmen and goblin tribes and I mean there's so much dangerous out there in the uh, in the wild on the roads and uh, being a coachman isn't just I think you said it well Steve it's not just about getting people from A to B it's it's getting them alive from A to B right You're, you you don't I, yeah yeah. It's it's, it's um, you, yeah. You're you're part guard, kind of, you know. In uh, yeah. in that, you have to be determined and pretty much rugged. I, I mean, you're on the road. You don't know what you're going to deal with. Um, things could happen on you know, a split second. Uh, but a good thing with the coachman job, you're always in demand. Right. Hey, absolutely. And so one of the things, and people will pay good money to get from one city to the next alive. Right. So. Right, right. And so actually, reputation does play a role. Right. Maybe what company you might work for, you know, or unless you have your own. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's actually one of the things uh, that, that we were going to talk about is a status. And it's an interesting status on this. So so why don't we let's dig into the career itself. And then when we're done talking about the career in general, um, we also have a section where we want to talk about some optional rules and some additional rules that have been published by Google 7 that can really that if you're a coachman, you probably want to be aware of. To dig in, man, you want to take us through the advanced scheme? For the advanced scheme, all right. So so for level one, um, I absolutely love this. Uh, you can raise your ballistic skill, toughness, and your willpower. Interesting combination. All three highly valued. 
Um, just, I mean, for one, I love to just shoot from afar <laughs> <laughs> right. at all times. Toughness uh, definitely affects how many wounds you have. And in, ge- in general, willpower, of course, you know, is for, you know, just mental things. So um, all very valuable. Um, at level two, agility. Agility. Well, my character kind of sucks at doing things secretly, stealthily. So, I mean, I kind of... <laughs> My feelings about agility, but yeah, 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 it's great for the coach, man, especially when you get the skills kind of, you know, where uh, trick writing kind of, you know, things along that line, dodge skill. By the time you're at level three, the coach master, um, your weapon skill. So, yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. And at level four, um, your initiative. Yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting start. Like you, you ballistic skill, and and one thing I want to point out, right? You're we're going to talk about this, but agility is your money making characteristic, right? Because it's tied to drive. Yep. So and you don't you don't really get to bump that until level two. So let's talk about that. Starting off at tier one, we have the postillion. Um, and this is a status silver one. So this is nice. You start right at the silver level, which I think is perfect for, for a coachman, right? Your, your job is taking people that have money, but you're not at their level. Right. So, um, it's a silver, not a gold. And, uh, all right. So your skills to start off animal care, charm, animal climb drive, which we mentioned before is your Mm money-making skill, uh, endurance perception ranged entangling and ride horse so range entangling i think is the most interesting like i had to look up there and go okay what me is too. it yeah like yeah, me too <laughs> what's going but on here it's because you get the whip right so your the trappings are warm coat and gloves and whip yeah. but talk about the whip steve <laughs> did this throw right. you off it surprised me well i had a i had to flip around <laughs> in the book the rule book <laughs> back and forth so the whip has a range of six. Uh, but the thing is, when you entangle somebody, like if, if you hit the target successfully or beat them, you know, in the combat role, you can choose to entangle them, which means they can't move. And anything that would require any movement at all, maybe to if they tried to free themselves or maybe just use their weapon to defend or anything, you know, that might even require movement, um, they get a negative 10. For that so i mean if you think about it i mean if you got a group and here you are with whip you entangle them you know your your cohorts can really jump in and get the guy and you can release entanglement at any time so it's kind of uh if you entangle them you can't use the whip to also attack so it's right one or the other and and i think this what's fun is that this is very um it feels very Indiana Jones, right? Like where you you whip somebody to capture them up, too. but then you yeah. can just unwhip them whenever you want, um, whenever it works out for you. It's a super interesting, and I mean, it hasn't come up in any of our games that we've played, so it's been kind of an interesting piece I in that mean, way. This is a rare thing because, well, well, for one, most weapons don't even have that feature at all or or you you know that unique skill for it but i mean it's really niche to pretty much i think the whip and there may be two other things yeah like a net Um, or something yeah yeah Yeah, so so it's like it's really kind of specialized and i mean but it's i find it interesting because there are 
times when you just want to disentangle them, they're trapped. They can't move. You can role play that out a lot. You know, they can't move. Your your colleague knocks them out. (laughs) Right. Right. And and as we'll talk about, I feel like uh, this is something that gives your character a little more ability to be impactful in combat where they might not otherwise be to start. So, right. Yeah. So let me finish up tier one here with. Uh, so we talked about the skills. Um, animal affinity um, is is a talent. Right. So to really give you any animal that you're going to deal with, this is going to help you out a lot. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Season traveler. I love season traveler. It essentially gives you access to lore local and at a cheaper cost. Which and anytime like you can take a skill and make its cost be half, man, that's a real incentive for me to put experience into that. (laughs) Um, Trick riding, which is gives you a lot of different options that you can do while riding a horse. And then tenacious, which gives you uh, bonuses to endurance tests. So exactly, yeah. Um, and trick writing, it, it depends on like like when I created my character, I created him more for like a coachman, like more of kind of like a heavier guy. But like trick writing, um, like let's say your character just has a horse, um, he doesn't get that negative twenty to dodge. Like he can dodge with just his regular dodge skill le- level at that point. Um, so it's pretty ha- handy and, you know, it just makes it more like nimble on the horse. You know, that's kind of how you role play. You know? Right. And I mean, and that's significant, um, it, depending. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, I mean, and if you have a coachman in your party, then I would bet you're probably going to have more potential mounted encounters. And I mean, if you think about it, if you got a coach, right? Uh, obviously, you have two horses. I hope <laughs> for it, at least one. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can always unstrap them and hop on them if you need a scout. So, and uh, and luckily, you get a warm coat and gloves and a whip. <laughs> yep, and the whip, which uh, I'm sure we'll talk about a bunch more as we go on. <laughs> so, so let's talk tier two. You want to take us through tier two, Steve? Yeah. So at tier two, you're officially a coachman. Uh, you're silver two. I'm honestly, that's good pay. Um, skills consume alcohol. <laughs> Nothing. I mean, I guess you're safer to drive drunk on a carriage than you are in anything else. Um, gossip, important intuition, uh, lore local. It comes to play with season traveler where you can buy it twice. Um, right. for a cheaper price um, navigation handy and i like this again ranged black powder yes big guns when you look at the picture of the coachman on page 86 of the core rulebook like you i mean he's holding a whip he's got a, a rifle in his hand like man he, the the i mean it just looks badass man it's oh he looks i mean he's i mean he's that type of guy with the bell dangling from his cap yeah and a Joker doll on his belt. So don't mess with this guy. Yeah. So like, this is the kind of guy where like you're seeing the, in the tavern and it's like, yeah, I'll take you, but not yeah. till morning. The there's things worse than goblins in these woods at night. You know, exactly. <laughs> it's like he speaks from wasteland. experience. <laughs> uh, as for talents, uh, you get cool headed. This is great. You get cracked the whip. Crack the whip, man. 
I completely forgot, man. I was like, I was all into the whip for like, I was flipping through pages. I'm like, look at all this whip stuff. Well, it, it increases plus one movement to the animal um, that you, so crack the whip. Ah, okay. lets you. Yeah, yeah. So if you're fleeing or running with uh, like a carriage or, or a horse that you're riding, it gives you plus one movement. You can get gunner. Um, I would definitely get that. Yeah. It makes like that reload two. It, what, what breaks it down to reload one. Which is such a big deal. If if you have a gun, first off, in this system, guns are powerful. Um, they cause all sorts of status effects and issues, um, and it can be complicated uh, to use. Um, so, but the the other the downside of them is the reload time. You know, you, if you spend like two or three rounds reloading your gun, like what good are you doing to everybody <laughs> for everyone else yeah, in that party? Yeah, exactly. So exactly. You're just doing nothing. Right. And Gunner can really help you to make that go a lot quicker. And, and and then you get strong minded, which is great as well, you know, for rolling. Um, now, the trappings uh, would be the blunderbuss with 10 shots. Now, the blunderbuss is a reload two gun. So definitely gunner makes a reload one. And if you look at the stats on the blunderbuss, holy moly. That's almost the last thing I want to be kind of face to face with. Yeah. And not only that, but your colleagues around you may be hit too. <laughs> right. Plus, like, there are all sorts of different, like, things you can put in a blunderbuss to shoot out of it. Like, uh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Right. So you can, you know how we call a penny shrapnel, right? <laughs> like, yeah. there you go. Put this poisonous mushroom in there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you also get a coach horn, I guess, if you need to blow a horn, uh, a leather jack and a hat upgraded to a hat. Yeah, it's interesting. And this is silver, too. I don't recall if we mentioned that, but this is in the silver, too. So you're moving up a little bit in there as well. And uh, I mean, that's middle class or above at this point. Right. I mean, that's decent. Yeah, though I imagine you're spending most of that on upgrading your gear for the next coach ride you're going to go on. And those horses, I guess they got to be fed. Yeah, I guess if we have to. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that takes us to tier three, the coach master. Uh, Silver three, uh, moving up in the world a little bit. um, We get animal training horse, makes complete sense. Um, And animal training is a really interesting skill. Um, It's an advanced skill. But being able to do it, if you have a horse or or an animal that you can train, um, even a dog, you can actually do some really cool things um, with this skill. Uh, so definitely check out the rules um, in the core rule book on that. And uh, like I said, there's some nifty things you can do. So this is always one that, you know, I look forward to. Um, intimidation, language any, which I'm a huge fan of language mm-hmm. any because by they could really help you out and lore routes which initially you would think that would that seems super niche but routes can mean a lot of things i mean i would argue with my not argue with my gm right but i would make suggestions to my gm oh yeah this lore routes that would really help us in figuring out point a to point b here you know let me roll this see if we can find a shortcut or something, right? Absolutely. Or, or it's been like I've been doing this for years. Like I know the shortest route, right? Or, or the safest route. You know, just kind of yeah. You can definitely talk to the GM a lot with that with that one, especially if you're going through the traveling. 
Right. For sure. Right. And so and at tier three. So this is one of the interesting situations at tier three. Our upgrade is weapon skill. Right. But we don't get a lot of like talents that really are about melee. But here's another talent to help out your range. Accurate shot, which gives you a bonus to uh, damage um, and deal maker, which is all about you being able to negotiate and get better prices on stuff. Um, fearless against outlaws, which what was a conversation I was having the other day um, that uh, I think this might have been another recording, but like, uh, right. So it's in the Warhammer world, right? Fear of outlaws, like, is at the same level as fear of a skeleton. And I think about that, like, in right, real yeah. life, like, man, those are not at the same level. Walking skeleton <laughs> or fear of getting yeah. robbed. <laughs> Undead or I'm dealing with at least someone alive. <laughs> right, right. And then, of course, nose for trouble, which is uh, similar to Sixth Sense in some in some ways, but it's another great way for you to be able to avoid ambushes and things like that. Trapping, mail shirt, pistol, quality coat, cloak. So notice how we just keep adding on to the range weaponry as we move up. And by level four, you are a or tier four route master. Just sounds cool. Master. Silver five. Silver five? You are banking. Nice. I know, right? I wrote down silver four for some reason, but no, it is silver five. Yeah, silver five is I would argue silver five is so much better than gold one in a lot of ways. Because you're rolling on a on an income endeavor, you're rolling five D ten, and that's how much silver you get. Um, whereas like gold one, you just get one gold coin. It's not random. You just get one gold crown. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't take much on those five D 10 to get more than 20 silver to, to bump you above what that, that gold one actually is worth. Oh, definitely. That could easily equal uh, a gold two. Right. Exactly. With skills, not too many more skills. You get charm. uh, That's helpful, of course. And leadership, both helpful for that type of role at that level. Um, Talent, fearless beastman. That's great. I mean, just you don't got to worry about it at that point. Uh, More ballistic skill. uh, Talents, marksman. You get orientation. And this rapid reload. Yeah. I mean, with gunner and rapid reload, gunner, rapid reload, accurate shot, um, marksman, marksman. Yeah, (laughs) man, there's there's a lot of talents to make you be good at range. Billy the kid and and Billy the coachman. (laughs) Oh, please tell me you named your your character Billy the coachman. I did now. Oh, (laughs) 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 that's perfect. Uh, for trappings, a uh, fleet of coaches and horses and maps. That could mean a lot. It could mean like you own a company. Well, obviously, um, either you're the owner or you manage a fleet of coaches. Right. Which means, I mean, uh, game-wise, technically, you could make money off of your fleet of coaches in addition to what you get. Uh, if you talk to your gym the right way. <laughs> and definitely maps. Uh, maps are, are golden. You could use that for any shortcuts, routes, make your route shorter. If you can talk to your GM about, hey, I got the map for this. Yeah, for sure. 
Absolutely. So, yeah. So, all right. So those are the, the, the tiers for the coachman. What roles can this career fill? Well, obviously, I mean, there's the obvious one, right? Yeah. Which is ranged, right? You're, you're going to help your party with range. Though I would argue at tier one, this range is weak, right? You, you have ballistic skill right. to, to add in, right? Um, so maybe if, you know, depending on your race and what other skills you picked up, maybe you could get access to a bow or something like that to, to be able to use that ballistic skill. But really the, the one skill in an item you have is the whip, which is not necessarily something that is, you're not, you're not like off afar, safe from harm, you know, <laughs> trying to deal out damage at that point, right? The whip is, is works a little differently. Super useful, but that's kind of what it is. Um, everything else is really about, you could say it's a weak support role, maybe at tier one, but but yeah. I would say that as well. I would say he's a weak support role, like, like going straight with what you get, you know, tier one, the whip, uh, you know, and whatever skills that you pick. Um, definitely a weak support character at the beginning because even the whip like you can entangle it's great that you can support to do that the whip's not that strong like you get like it's plus strength bonus plus two right so depending it'd be like you know like a damage four um type of deal if you know that type of deal uh but overall yeah yeah just straight up he's your writer he can drive at least and entangle somebody if need be which is also great but like we both said, it's all very great for supporting. That's about it. Yeah. And so I think it really comes into its own at tier two, right? Yeah. You tier get, two, tier three is when, yeah, things really start to, at, at least range wise. Right. Right. You get you get access to like range black powder. And so you can really deal some damage. Um, and even if you don't reload quickly, you can always shoot that pistol or rifle or whatever it is you know drop it and then go back to the whip you know yep yep absolutely and, and I, I think that's how you'd have to play him you know it's, it's it's like he's meant for the long shots until things get re real close right right and though um and you know maybe at tier i think tier three uh, the support role comes back into play a little bit too where when you really think about it, the ability to do um, the lore uh, for routes, the language, any um, intimidation and animal training, plus dealmaker can help you like negotiate prices. Um, yeah, don't get me wrong. You're, this character is not a face character by any means, but like you can there are little things that you can help out with and you, you get a little more widely varied on what you can do. But like. Is as weird as it sounds for a coachman, and despite the fact that tier three you get access to weapon skill, at the end of the day, you're really about two things. You're a ranged character that can handle and deal with animals. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 overall he, he would seem like he'd be a, a great kind of scout type of character with animal affinity. You know, uh, uh, stray animals in the woods really won't bug him unless, you know, he kind of like, walks or steps on their cubs accidentally right. <laughs> somehow. Um, right. Seasoned traveler. He knows uh, the languages, the lures. Um, and then, yeah, by. And the agility. It just all adds up. 
Yeah, the agility, right? Because you're pumping agility, so your drive skill is good. But that means if your agility is pumped, it also means your dodge is going up. It also means that your uh, uh, your stealth is going up, right? Because stealth is based right. on agility as well. So, um, you know, you can help support in those roles as well. I uh, It's an interesting career. And, and it's, I got to tell you, once I dug into it, just like most careers, I'm excited about it, but it is a little bit harder to nail this down other than a strange range character at its core. Yeah, I would agree on that. Like, like, like he's got a lot of skills where he could be like a loner type of guy. Mm -hmm. Um, But as a group, if I were to make, you know, a character, I would definitely go with kind of, um, range (laughs) right it's like that is what it seems like he's built for you know like he's sitting on the coach on the on the seat taking shots for anyone even gets close or maybe even like taking shots as he's driving or not you know obviously he might not be able to do both but you know he may be that second guy on top of the seat doing the shooting right Um, and then, of course, you know, uh, if we got to get close, then, of course, whatever, whatever you have. But I, I do like on like by tier three, you know, you, you get that pistol, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can shoot blunderbuss and then I could be like, oh, I'm going to go into my pistol. And then, you know, if I got a melee weapon by because by tier three, you're also doing your weapon skills. So who knows what weapon you choose to go along with by that time. Right. So I think about in our games, how you guys have taken coaches a couple of times in a couple of different places. And one of the first questions we go is like, do we get a driver? Do we drive it ourselves? Do we, you know, should someone go up on watch with them? Right. And in a party, there would be no question. This is your driver. And if you have somebody that maybe is better at driving, then this is a guy you want on watch next to them. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah. So like, let like let's say we had a group where it was all about the coach definitely like drive 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 because whenever we choose where we gotta like drive something i don't think our group should drive i'm not saying we're unlucky but we can't drive <laughs> uh, whether right. boat wagon, yeah. <laughs> coach. basically you guys have lynn drive because she has the highest agility and <laughs> no other reason <laughs> um, I think Heinrich. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, but just, it's Heinrich and Lynn are always up top, <laughs> and we're talking a rules of like thirty. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not the best, so always hire a driver. In fact, if if you get a coachman, it's going to be hard to choose where you put um, like your experience because you you do want to get ballistic skill, talents. Uh, but also you do want if he's going to be your driver, you gotta put that into the skills. Yeah. Yep, for sure. All right. So let's say, so we, what, what do we want to do? Like how, what are some ideas that we can think of like to story hook wise to like fit this career into established adventuring party, right? So somebody joins a party that's already going, they roll up a coachman. Uh, what are some ideas? Do you have some ideas? I'm thinking about, uh, they initially hire him, right? To take him somewhere, but along the way, maybe the, coach gets like wrecked in some way or their path gets blocked by something and they can't take the coach and maybe they got to work out some way to unblock the road or find a different route um, or something along that line. 
Yeah. You know, where it, it at least involves a coach because it'd be cool to have a coach at the beginning for the group. I mean, that'd be right. That'd that be would interesting to start with the coach. Yeah, that would give them some some uh, freedom of movement they might not otherwise have, and kind of a a very miniature mobile base of operations if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, like a little shelter. Yeah. You know, for the weathering. Um, you know, another thing too that um, I thought about is like sometimes the group just needs somebody that knows the route, the land. Like we need to get up to this place, you know, but that's a dangerous road. Here's your guide, right? This coachman knows when to take a break and when to push through, you know, that sort of thing. So I think that's another thing to think about as well. Or, um, honestly, maybe this is a situation where nobody will take you up to that castle. Um, well, there's one guy, he's a little crazy, you know, <laughs> he's a yeah, coachman. Uh, I was just about to say, he could be that one coachman that you have to hire because no one else wanted him. <laughs> right. It's like, right? Uh, he looks a little rough. Uh, we'll go with this guy. Or the, the only one you can afford. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Not saying I'm good at my job, but I'll get you there. <laughs> That's good. Um, or maybe it's just something is is it's assigned transport, right? Not all coachmen are like coachmen to hire at coaching companies. You know, um, nobles have private coachmen. Um, you know, maybe your patron that's giving you a mission. It's as easy as you know, take my coach and my coachman with you. You know. Um, it could be that simple. He could even join where he doesn't have a coach. He just he lost his coach or maybe he got fired from his coaching company. So just looking for work. Right. But yep. just happens to know, you know, the routes, the lay of the land um, that could easily work. That Actually, that could really easily work. Also, um, the coachman, uh, if you look on page 86, it gives like, you know, how they give like the little kind of, you know, uh, you know from a member of society. Yeah, yeah. You know, what they think. Well, on one of them, uh, well, actually, it's not, it's right beneath that, but it says the coachman, like during the winter time, like sometimes the trade routes slow down, right? So it's like they get the winter to kind of do other things. Uh, what do they do? Do they hunt? else in the forest in the winter do they do some other oddball job do they just go to their cabin somewhere and just relax for the winter time yeah there's just a lot of things that you could do yeah or, or maybe he's uh he robs people in the winter time <laughs> <laughs> because he knows the routes and then come season he makes more money by being the coachman uh, or all the little Oh, local adventuring party. You need some help? Well, buy me dinner. Uh, I'll come help you take care of X, Y, and Z. Exactly. I'm free. I got nothing going on. Oh, you need advice to get through this place. Okay. Right. Oh. Right. So what careers have good synergy and what have bad? So good synergy... Honestly, anything that's a ranged character is going to benefit from several, especially tier two and tier three talents. Um, but I mean, things like gunner, it, basically anything that'll be ranged to do good with black powder would be good with this. Um, I also think that a scout would also be really good. You mentioned it before as kind of a any kind of scout role. Like if you were to look at Hunter or some of those others that could easily fit a scout role, you already are building up agility, building up ballistic skill, building up toughness. Those are key things 
that you're going to want potentially being in a solo situation, scouting ahead or doing sneaky stuff. Um, yeah, so those are some things. I, and I would say for good synergy, almost anything really could fit with this. I mean, the stuff you gain is all pretty generic, but the, you know, the range, the dealing with animals, um, having the drive skill, those can all come in handy regardless of what career you go into. I, I think it's worth saying that. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 uh, some other um, careers also as well, like once you get to the point where your ballistic skill, like like you figure you're as high as you're going to go, you know, you don't always have to be a coachman. You might be like, you know, I'm tired of the road. I'm ready to just have more stable. I already got, you know, I'm a great shot. I mean, you could enter like watchman uh-huh. or advisor, and that would help you with like your strength or toughness, intelligence, agility to help you with your dodge and just get those extra know skills that would help you all around um so there's yeah the coachman's like a great start yeah maybe not for like weapon skill uh like hand to hand but definitely for range he would definitely be a great supporting role yeah as long as other characters in your party can handle a combat like this is a great role to help supplement them. If yeah. you if you got nobody in your party that can swing a sword, this is not a replacement for for a warrior, right, or a soldier. Um, I think that's important to note. Um, and, I mean, it would be funny if you all were coachmen, all had whips, yeah, and just started tackling everyone. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Um, so some bad synergy face like, careers. Most yeah, or don't become a mystic. Yeah, I mean that wouldn't really help you. Magic or religion, you really you don't get access to. You get willpower, which can help you somewhat with magic, but not having access to intelligence or fellowship or any skills to help build up fellowship or intelligence really um, isn't like you don't get access to charm anywhere on this. Oh, no, not to to tier four. So you finally get access to tier four, but you still don't have access to fellowship. I I don't think I think a face career while, uh, as we often say, right. The nice thing about Warhammer is even if you spread out into something that might not be a decent synergy, like well-rounded characters in Warhammer aren't a bad thing. (laughs) Um, Right. Yeah. Having said that, magic or religion characters or face characters would probably not be my first choice uh, to mesh well with a coachman. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. So if you have a someone that understands role playing well, that's an experienced role player, I think this could be a good career for them They because it's, it's easy. Oh, absolutely. You don't have to know much about Warhammer to understand the concept of a coachman. Right. Right. I mean, you could just watch some Westerns and then <laughs> right. get the general, you know, feel of, of the coachman. So so if you got like a, a just someone that is willing to like talk more, or be that gruff guy or maybe not gruff guy, but just, you know, can like maybe spit out a tail here and there, you know, right. something along that line. Uh, wing it in conversations. Uh, he'd be great. And definitely like you were saying, definitely a beginner character, because this is a ballistic skill character, like a range character. Which is perfect. They don't got to go into the fray and die in the first you know, right. well, the session tr- or two. The trick here, though, is a whip, right? It's not like you're giving them a yes. bow and telling them to stay back. A whip, you have to get into a certain level of closeness. So you have to, it has yeah. to be the right beginning character. If it's a character that's never played a role-playing game ever before, 
my default would be oh. get them a career that has a decent weapon skill to start <laughs> um, so yeah. that they can they can swing a sword because that's going to be important. But anyone that understands the concept of role playing games and this this would be a good start for them, I would think. Yeah, and, and and what you just mentioned as like the starter role, you know, yeah, since you do with deal with the whip and that's your only weapon, um, kind of to begin with, yeah, kind of lean me against starting players. Yeah, and you because you, you got a lot to go through before you're even at 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 tier two. So yeah, right. scratch it. It's I was thinking a range later on in the later tiers would be perfect, but but, but the even then, move, your range is based on black powder, which is right. It's not like a bow where you're shooting every turn. It can be. Well, it depends because as a human character, you can get um, a range bow. That's true. As one of your randoms. And maybe for GM is nice. You might have you just have a bow. Right. Short bow or whatever crappiest bow there is. Right. To start off just, with. Or just you to give you one, something. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it could work either way, I, I guess, to the uh, to your GM's discretion uh, as you just begin. But but of course, you know, there 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 are bows in the old world. So depending, you could your group could chip in and get you a bow. Right. Decent price. I don't know. Three gold maybe. crowns, baby. So you have to get one that has like a bunch of negative that's like shoddy and and ugly and old. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a goblin bow. Yeah, we bought this goblin bow for you. Not sure if it's gonna last long. <laughs> you have to go to the uh, the empire's pawn shops and see what they got. <laughs> right. Oh man. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. So, I think it's a fun, varied career that's easy to conceptualize and easy to explain to someone new to role playing or Warhammer. Um, but I'm not sure, like you said, it's a perfect starting character for someone completely new to role-playing, um, because it doesn't give them the, uh, the statistics, the starting like stats and skills to fall back on in a combat situation. Having said that, I think it's a really interesting role. Um, and it doesn't fill any real role other than kind of like ranged and taking care of animals, but you can be really good at it. And you have a good varied amount of other skills that there's obviously going to be times where you're going to be glad you had that skill or talent. Um, so I, I think overall, I think it's good. It's fun. Um, and uh, I, I guess that kind of sums up my thoughts. What are yours? He is uh, the coachman's the perfect character for the traveling group. Yeah, um, or yeah. none. He could save you money just by doing the driving. If he, if you get a coach for the group at the beginning, well, that's worth his weight in gold. But also, I mean, just having a coachman that can drive it safely that makes all the world of a difference. Um, starting out though, for a beginner character, it kind of goes both ways. One, he's not really prepared with a lot of stuff. Also, the whip does entangle. If you can get a good hit, which definitely can help out a lot, um, but definitely, I mean, just depends on the skills you get. It may be rough or easy for that supporting character for a beginner player. For a, a, an experienced player, definitely this character is is, is great, um, especially if you like range to get going and you make a lot of money. Yeah, um, money. That's a good point. The I, The status is pretty good for for this character. 
you know, I wouldn't go all the way to, it would, would depend on what route the group takes, but you know, I, I might not go to route master, but I mean, the money would be a lot. Um, but I mean, I would definitely get the accuracy skills, ballistic skills up and then maybe go to a different career for weapon skill or something else, you know, to round my character out. Um, but for an experienced char- character, yeah, yeah, this this would be fun to play with, especially with the traveling group. You know, definitely if you're in a city, it might not be as fun. But if you plan to travel, you know, across the empire doing different things, it's, per- it's perfect. So my overall thoughts, I like the coachman. I enjoyed it. I had just a plethora of ideas of what characters I would do, what yeah. the group could do with them, uh, what, you know, the coachman itself can do based off its its skills and talents and trappings too i mean a blunt a blunderbuss yeah yeah that's good stuff awesome yeah i uh i'm excited to see your uh or your character that you've made so oh yeah uh, i think uh we're gonna have a lot of fun with it uh but before we move on to that um let's move on to we talked we teased this a little bit earlier right rules that a coachman might find important yeah, we got the drive skill, and of course, we love we love charts and tables. The crash table, yeah, rules. Crash table. So uh, that's on page one twenty two of the core rulebook. And if you have a cart or transportation of any kind, and your GM isn't using a crash table whenever they have the opportunity, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> And it, it, it can be brutal. Yeah, it can. It's a small little table, but it so, can hurt. Yeah, you definitely want to get your agility up as much as you can, as soon as you can, <laughs> with the coachman. <laughs> right. Uh, that's what drive will use. Absolutely. So the Enemy in Shadows companion has some more rules, too. So um, and this is where you're going to find a lot of the extra rules that you would if you're a coachman, you're probably going to really potentially want to know about. So it's chapter four in the Enemy in Shadows companion book, and it talks about mounts and vehicles. Um, and it has a lot of different uh, different pieces. It even includes a dog, but like pony, donkey, mule ox, um, all sorts of different horses, like Mm -hmm. a riding horse and a draught horse, um, war horses, right? Um, It gives you all the stats and and the availability for all these different things. So this could be a really good way for you to know. um, For GMs, one, like if you're going to include a, if you're essentially giving them a carriage at this start of a a game or something, which could be a cool idea, you should probably know stats for the horse, right? Because that's going to be important. (laughs) Or, you know, the ox, maybe that's pulling it or whatever might be going on. Um, Oh, man. (laughs) That's a funny idea. What's that? Uh, Oh, here's a coach, but your horse, your horse has died. There's only an ox. Yeah. So uh, that is enjoy that speed. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's funny. So it has all everything you need there, right? It has movement race yeah. for for the different animals as well. Um, but it also includes things like your um, vehicle information. Um, so like it has a breakdown of the different kinds of vehicles, how much they cost, their availability, um, you know, even encumbrance and wounds and how much it carries all good stuff that you might need to know, um, for your coachman. Um, and it's, it's all right in there, but in, in addition to just having the vehicle stats, you also have some pretty cool rules, you know, along with driving and riding, there's always mishaps. So there are those rules as well. Just, Hey, it's a whole world. You never know. 
Yeah, and those those mishap tables are in the uh, in that that same chapter, but it, it's kind of extra. They have separate one for whether it's uh, it's like an animal or uh, or a vehicle. And then, of course, there's mounted combat rules in here, too. And it's not just yeah. mounted combat. It's combat for, like, vehicles, too. So, like, if, you know, someone's pulling up on you and starting to shoot at your carriage, well, how much damage can your carriage take before it throws a wheel or catches on fire, you know, or whatever might be going on? I love that idea. Just like a whole, like, Mad Max type of deal. Uh-huh. Wagon gets wagon. Bumping. You know, just <laughs> blunder busting. Yeah, that sounds legit. <laughs> That's uh I mean in one of our one of your episodes you had a dire wolf chasing down your carriage and uh Oh yeah. That was crazy. At one point I was thinking I would shoot I need to get stats for this carriage cuz <laughs> <laughs> they are not small. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's uh it's definitely really cool. Um Then uh go ahead. I I guess other aspects to think about of of caring for your injured animals. Uh, move over rule and repairing your vehicles. So it's, it's nice, you know, after the fight, you know, there are things you need to do. Right. Patch things up. Well, and you talked about the whole, like two fighting carriages, Mad Max style, right? Well, that move yeah. over rule is how you jump from one moving vehicle to another. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So it's, it's all in here again. If, if you're using a carriage GMs, you should read this and know this chapter. And uh, in Coachman, you probably should too. You can go like really in depth with your coach and Coachman and how it drives and travel rules and mounted combat. I mean, like, like, like if your group is really like, we got this carriage or we got this coach um, to travel around with, you definitely need to, or want to know those rules because just it, it just makes it fun. Yeah. So a few other kind of advice I'd give for if you're doing things with coaches or you have a coachman GMs, if you have a coachman and that player is excited to like drive something, give them something to drive, please. Um, You don't have to give them their own coach to have them have an opportunity to take one, to steal one, to borrow one, to, uh, uh, you know, rent one, you know, whatever you might come up with. Um, the other thing I would mention too is, is if you're doing this kind of stuff, don't forget there are great rules. Uh, the same book we talked about with these driving rules, um, the enemy and shadows companion also includes rules for traveling and includes background on road wardens, which is coachmen, something that they would need to be very aware of. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, how the law works out there, you know, thinking about random events and bandits and different things. Those are all things that this, this book is probably a good one for you to have. It talks about the roadways and highways of the empire. Again, something that your you as a GM and your coachman players should probably read. So some good stuff there. Well any 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 last minute suggestions on uh, on any of this, Steve? No, I think we covered it. Um yeah, yeah, I think we covered it. I did like how you mentioned that. Yeah, definitely. If you get a coachman and he wants to drive something, give him something. It could be a donkey to start with. <laughs> right. Exactly. Or borrow something long term. I like that idea. Yeah, borrow something long term. <laughs> <laughs> now you're chased from city to city, but dang it, you got a nice coach. <laughs> so, um, 
All right. Well, so that, that goes over the rules and, and the review of the career. Um, but now we're to the part of the show that uh, uh, is, is, a, is a fan favorite here. Um, we're going to put our creative juices to the test in a build off. So Steve and I have each uh, created our own version of a coachman. Um, and uh, we hope to outdo each other in a contest of coolness and creativity. Uh, once we've reviewed our creations, we're going to put them to the test and have you, uh, the old world podcast community vote and tell us who wins the contest. Now here are the rules. Uh, we each have a coachman to create under the normal character creation rules. In addition, once we have completed our coachman character, we receive 1,000 earned XP to advance our character however we'd like. Um, now that we've created our characters, we'll present them, giving a little bit of background and taking you through our character creation and advancement process, explaining why we made the choices we did. Yep. And as I said before, this old worlders is where you come in. You can follow the links in the show notes and vote. We'll have that out on Twitter. We'll have that out on um, on the show notes attached to here. So you can go to our webpage at oldworldpodcast.com. Let us know who you think had the best coachman so that we can have bragging rights. I can tell you, we look at those stats all the time um, and I, I have had a good lead, but it's slipping. <laughs> so, so we'll see what comes up here. So, Steve, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? All right. I think I might go first. All and, right. Uh, I guess to tell you about my character and then I'll go right into my creation log for him. Awesome. Well, I, before you get started, we had a discussion about this the other day. Um, I think it was me and Kyle and, and Nolan, the Lord of the Underdeep. And we were, at, we were talking about what are the advantages to going first or second? Well, sometimes you don't want to follow someone that did like really awesome. <laughs> right. But then sometimes getting the last discussion point, like being the last one that they hear before they have to go vote might be cooler too. So that's true. It's, it's all, there's a lot of strategy here. All right. So I created Barrett the coachman or Billy the coachman in some <laughs> areas around the world. Uh, Barrett started as a bow and arrow entertainer in a traveling trade show of sorts. Uh, those mm. were wild times for him, young and learning what he could to entertain the people. The more you knew, the more coin you could make. But all in all, the coin wasn't too good. But at least you were fed and traveling the empire and sometimes further out. Uh, sometimes Barrett would join in the horse show as a fill-in. He dreamed of one day going back to Bretonia, where his family is from or were from. Uh, it's a long – well, it's not that long of a story. His father made a wrong choice with the wrong people, and they lost it all. Manor, title, wealth. He was too young to remember the uh, specific details. Uh, his father and mother soon succumbed to the real world. And he was left just trying to survive and hoping one day to go back to Bretonia and find out what happened and, if need be, take back what his family had lost. The show uh, was luckily in holes <laughs> when he had his best archery day ever uh, because a contractor with the Von Holes company offered him a job and steady pay. Um, he started as, as just a guard, guarding wagons for the company during the spring, summer, fall, making a name for himself as a great shot and decent writer. Uh, killing more than a dozen ambushers in his first year. He earned the name Deadshot within the Von Holes ranks and was usually one of the first chosen to guard the higher priority coaches at this point. Um, what was in the coaches and wagons he guards? Eh, he doesn't care. 
nor does he ask which is which has made him perfect um, in the eyes of the company. <laughs> in the winter, when travel slowed down, he was paid to range the Von Holes area and farther to collect information on the comings and goings of anyone and anything, uh, which the company would pay handsomely for. Uh, the better the information, the more they would pay, which was a huge incentive for a poor man. By year three, he was making triple what a regular coachman made and far more with the information he collected. No longer a poor man. He was a Von Holes company man, wearing the company <laughs> colors, and with his personal reputation greatly increasing, he seemed a made man. Untouchable, unkillable. By this time, he did more than just guard wagons and coaches for the company, though. Uh, with company men and company permission, he was allowed to actively seek out enemies of the company, and there were many. He, ha he had the scars to prove it. Uh, the company was growing fast, and they were smart about it. Uh, and the other merchants, cities, and nobility were starting to take notice. And with that, jealousy grew. Those same jealous people also knew his name, which made him proud. It stopped many of their ambushes and plans to hinder or destroy the company's uh, trade, cargo, and routes. It come from a traveling troop of entertainers where no one needed or wanted him. Now the company wanted him and valued him, and he was also wanted for death by unknown and some known merchants and nobility. He was now truly a wanted man in every way. Not that being wanted mat mattered to Barrett, he only his endgame mattered. It is all worth it to Barrett, as the more he did, the more his wealth built up. A few more years with the company, and he would be able to go back to Britonia and find out the truth of what happened, or just retire in peace. Uh, maybe he will flip a coin when the time comes. And who knows? The company might even help him in his Britonia endeavor if he played his cards right. They are the Spartan ambitious type, and they could always use a trade route out that way eventually. But... He doesn't want to get ahead of himself. A lot can happen on the road from here to there. Fascinating. I can't wait to hear how you built this character. Well, kind of tied him in with the Von Holes, you know, company and yeah. you know, everything. So, uh, so character, uh, I obviously rolled a human. <laughs> right. You know, extra points for that. Um, I had to choose a career. Um, I rolled a spy, a bailiff, and outlaw, mm. which is interesting. Attributes, I pretty much I rolled random and then rearranged them. So I got the 25 extra for that. Um, I'll give my stats later after I explained kind of where everything went. Sure. Uh, my starting fate, of course, is two. Starting resilience, one. Extra points, three. So my final fate, I made it three. Final resilience, three. Uh, his motivation is retiring early. All right. So uh, for my... Advanced characteristics, uh, my five free advances, advances uh, I chose to put all five into toughness, which initially would bring it up to 38. For my uh, species skills, I chose uh, with the five advances, I chose ranged bow uh, to give them some, you know, some range, mm -hmm. cool and gossip. Uh, skills with three advances. I chose language Bretonian, language wastelander, and leadership. You know, the time with my character. Uh, my species talents. Uh, my dooming. Um, but there goes the wheel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you've seen the crash rolls, it's like two D10 wounds. Yeah, that's that's awesome. <laughs> um, I chose suave uh, plus five fellowship. 
Um, I rolled sharp, which gave me plus five initiative. He is super numerate, I guess. Nice. Calculator. Yeah, that was an oddball one. Uh, and I also rolled very resilient, a plus five toughness, which that worked out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for the career skills advances, I just put five in every one of the eight. Yeah. That'd be animal care, charm, animal, climb, drive, endurance, perception, range, entangling, and ride horse, you know, so I could make that next career step up. Right. Uh, the career talent I chose, uh, seasoned traveler. I just love that, you know, the lower local, mm-hmm. very, very important. Yeah. As class trappings, you know, we always get uh, four ranger cloak, clothing, dagger, pouch, backpack with tinder box, blanket, rations one day. <laughs> Just one day. Uh, of course, career trappings, warm coat, gloves, whip. Uh, character status is silver one. Now, I put a short-term ambition was to find a nice pistol. Sure. And a long-term ambition, of course, is to retire to Bretonia or at least go to Bretonia, you know, with some money to do what he needs to do. Right. All right. Now, overall here. So I had a thousand twenty five points to deal with. So you should have had a thousand forty five. You rolled a human. That would have been 20 extra XP. Oh, that's right. Okay. well, anyways, I don't think it'd be enough to do anything I wanted to do at that point. Anyways. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I chose trick writing because definitely uh, at some point I do want him to have a horse and be able to use uh, his dodge skill with ease. Um, I spent 230 points for the seven advances, five through 12 for toughness. Okay. Bring him to 50. Ooh. And I'll explain everything, you know, with, with my final stats. So he's at 50 for tough, for toughness. Sure. Chose that get the extra wound, you know, things along that line. Right. Um, I spent 435 points and plus 14 advances advances to ballistic skill. Brings it up to 50. I got, I spent 50 points. I guess I could have spent maybe an extra more with extra points that Lance mentioned, but I got two advances in willpower. You can always use that. Um, I advanced uh, my career to coachman and I got, I chose Gunner, so I spent a hundred on Gunner. So in total, I spent one thousand fifteen. Could have spent a little bit more, but that would have just been more points toward willpower before my career bump up. So I got him to Coachman Gunner. Um, you know, hopefully the Von Holes Company provides him. You know, that blunderbuss, right? Uh, maybe a specialized cool one. <laughs> uh, so all in all, my attributes. This is where. This is where it all got. So movement, of course, of four. I'm human. I, weapon skill, I, I rolled a 30, so that's just what he has. Yeah. Uh, ballistic skill with advances, um, he's now 50. Uh, strength, I rolled a 38. I kept that. Uh, you know, that's nice. just, I mean, 38 is nice. My toughness, now I chose the five initial advances to get to the 38. Um, with very resilient, they gave me another five, so I brought up to 43. Then, of course, I got the seven other advances to bring it up to 50. Man, that's legit. Well, he's already a tough guy, yeah. Um, For initiative, uh, 39. I couldn't beat that. That was great. Uh, Agility, I rolled a 36. Uh, Dexterity, I rolled a 32. Intelligence, 32. Uh, Willpower, uh, he's at, well, with the advance, he's now up to 35. Uh, fellowship. I rolled a 37, but with suave, that brought him up to 42. 
Wow. Yeah, for wounds, for wounds, 16 wounds. Dang. This guy's a beast. He'll take a lot to take down. Gosh. And that is Barrett or Billy the Coachman. Billy the Coachman. Awesome. The coach. Yep. All right. Well, I'm not sure. Uh, we'll have to see how I do against that. That was uh, pretty legit. Um, I like I like how he's a company man. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go backwards from you. I'll finish up with my story. So um, I uh, I did roll up human. I know that's a big surprise. Took my 20 XP. I uh, did not roll coachman, so nothing there. And then I did rearrange. Um, I had a weird mixture of some really good rolls and some really bad rolls. Um, so I ended up having a 37 weapon skill and strength, um, but like a 23 that I moved to dexterity and a 28 that I put in willpower. So, and a 26 in fellowship. Um, my character is not much of a talker. And uh, I went ahead uh, and put uh, three in, uh, I, I took my three extra points. I had two starting fate and four in resilience. Um, I dumped uh, five of the five free advances into willpower to jump it to 33. And then uh, I moved on and took my uh, my talents. I had skills with five advances. I took animal care, cool, and ranged bow. I wanted them to have a, something to put that Blissa skill into, um, even if he can afford a bow right now. Um, I'll kill someone and take their bow. Um, melee basic for the skills with three advances, Lore Reichland and Haggle. Uh, so um, with my talents, obviously I have doomed and my doomed is the open road brings freedom and death. Ooh, nice. Oh, yeah. You like that for a coachman? Uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, I it took Suave to bring my fellowship up to 31, so at least I'm breaking that 30 mark. Um, uh, for my random talents, I got Animal Affinity, which I think worked out really well. Um, and I was so incredibly happy to get this. I pulled Hardy, which immediately jumped my wounds, even at this point in character creation, up to 15 which uh, which really fits in with my character, uh, as you'll see in a bit. And then I rolled Marksman. I couldn't believe it, wow. uh, which bumped my Blissa skill to 41. Wow. <laughs> so um, I, uh, be, be, uh, I went ahead because I already had put Animal Care with five advances. Um, I put that extra into Drive. Um, everything else I gave five to give me the, you know, to get me to be able to advance to the next career um, to complete it. Uh, in my talent, I took animal affinity. So I, uh, I rolled nine silver, but, um, and I got all the standard class and career trappings that you did, obviously. And uh, so getting to my details, um, uh, we'll get to this a little bit, but my character's name is Big Will. And uh, he's age 37, uh, six, four, bald with gray eyes. He's a big dude. Um, so how did I spend my thousand XP? Um, so first off, I did not mess around. I dropped, I put nine advances, um, into ballistic skill for 245 XP to bring it up to 50. Um, I then turned around and put nine advances into my toughness, um, to, for 245 experience to bring that up to 40 
which bumped my wounds up to 18. Wow. I then dropped 60 experience for two extra willpower to make it 35. Um, I dropped 100 experience to get the talent Season Traveler and uh, picked up Lore Zonstadt. And then dropped 45 experience into Lore Zonstadt um, to bring that up to 40. And then I paid 100 experience to move to Coachman. And then immediately dropped six advances into Agility for 155 experience, bringing it up to 30. My agility was terrible. I started with a very low agility, 24. And that might not have been the best thing for me to do for a coachman, but it's 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 how I rolled. So I then put an extra five uh, advances into range black powder to bring uh, for 50 experience. And then picked up Lore Altdorf and put that up to 40 for 45 experience. Um, so that was my... 1,045 experience. Um, So what I end up with is a character that is not as intense and as good at some of the stuff as yours is, but I do have, I have a lot of wounds at 18 wounds. I got a 50 in ballistic skill, which gives me a 55 in range bow, 55 in range entangling, um, and a black powder, which would have been 55 Wow. Um, with a, a 40 in drive, 40 in cool, 40 in charm animal, 40 in melee basic, and a 40 in lore Zonstadt, lore Altdorf, with a 36 in lore Reichland. So he knows the land pretty well. Yeah. Um, this character, uh, Big Will, he was born in Holes, and he worked at the Von Holes uh, coaching company. Um, he, <laughs> I think that's hilarious that we both did that. <laughs> um, so, uh, as a young man, uh, Big Will was going to start a business, but his business partner betrayed him and sold out to the Von Holes company. Um, so he began to work as a coachman for the Holes family. Um, and he ended up having a son. His son was known as Lil Will since he was Big Will and everyone called him Lil Will. So he never corrected anyone. Um, so he was assigned to the manor in Zonstadt to be the coach driver um, there for one of the Von Holes family that was going to represent the family in Zonstadt to the Baron. Um, so he took his son, Lil Will, with him, and uh, they worked there for a while. Eventually, he was sent on a trip with a Von Holes family member to Altdorf. Um, so he had to be away for several months, leaving Lil Will to fend for himself at the Von Holes Manor in Zonstadt. Later, while he's in Altdorf, he found out about a huge orc invasion and rumors of an undead uprising that had all but destroyed Zonstadt. He rushed and left the employee of Von Holes um, and uh, stole a carriage to uh, drive back to Zonstadt to try to find out and what happened to his boy and to save him if he could. And he hopes that if he can find him, they can move away from where the Von Holes would be able to find them and start their own coaching company. And that's it. That's Big Will. That's like exact opposite. <laughs> but that's so funny that we both were like Von Holes. <laughs> yeah. It just made sense. Well, and then I, I, when I started developing the character, I was like, dude, this guy's going to have a ton of wounds. He needs to be a big, tough guy. And I'm like, big Will. And I'm like, little Will. And I'm like, his son is a stable boy. I'm like, it's perfect. 
Yeah, that was I think that's honestly the most wounds I've seen a character have. Um, for a human anyway, yeah. 18. Yeah, or human or right, yeah. yeah. I think I've seen a dwarf with nineteen or yeah, twenty dwarf. Ones. Yeah. But because yeah, I know I I think Kyle has at least what like eighteen or something. Yeah, yeah. Way yep. up there. So well, that was interesting and unique how we both went <laughs> along kind of the same line in some way, but different outcomes. Right, That's right. cool. Your, That's so yeah, cool. your character ended up being like super proficient in his job. My character just kind of loved his job. Yeah, my character's <laughs> job's great. I'm going to retire early. I just got to stick with the plan, retire. <laughs> Yours is like, yeah, it's older coach. I have. Damn. <laughs> oh, That's man. cool. Good character. Um, I like how you how you rounded your character out. Like it really like forties where a lot of that stuff was. You know, it, it is is a, is a great start. Yeah, and I feel like all of the knowledge skills that he has might actually come to be helpful. Like between all of that, but it was uh, it was just I was just more once I had it in my mind that this was Big Will, Little Will's dad. It just. I just went with it, you know, so, but cool. yeah, your guy is like super proficient. <laughs> My guy um, is, 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 it's, it's funny because when we got the coachman, like I was brainstorming cause I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of maybe writing some short stories about Conrad and his, his yeah. kind of what, you know, how he grew up and, you know, kind of the bond holes, kind of how they work. And I was like, coachman, hmm. I was like, yeah, I'll tie it in. <laughs> May as well. In some way, you know, like, you know, that, you know, to kind of be like, there's the company there. It is growing. Um, they do have their enemies and he's just one of the coachmen that they have. Right. Been right. with them for three years and, uh, and then he's making some money. I think, I think it's hilarious. I would say something like a third of the characters that we all make for this show is somehow tied to Zonstadt. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, man. That's our territory, right? <laughs> That's it's like, our little world. It's like our home. It's our home's homeland. Awesome. <laughs> and those are our characters. Again, we posted polls on our webpage and on Twitter. Uh, be sure to vote and tell us which character you like the most. All right, so that's the end of our show tonight. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, we have lots planned. At this point, I think the schedule got thrown out, burned up, ripped. It keeps changing on the fly because Cupid 7 keeps bringing out cool stuff and we keep changing our mind. But we did these uh, career episodes. You guys keep asking them, so we're going to keep doing them. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this one. And, you know, be sure to keep an eye on uh, all our social media to uh, find out for the next show. So intrepid listeners, keep in touch. Let us know your questions, feedback, and even show topic suggestions. Uh, you can contact us multiple ways by checking out our website at www.oldworldpodcast.com, Twitter at Old World Podcast, and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Old World Podcast. And while you're checking us out at the various social interwebs, be sure to hop on over to our Patreon page and support us. If you like what we're doing and want to buy us a Bugmans, for only a couple dollars a month, you can help support the show and get some cool rewards too. Check us out at patreon.com slash Old World Podcast. Also, let us know what you think. Visit iTunes or your preferred podcast service and rate us. Every review helps us reach even more Warhammer fans. All right. Well, this is Lance saying good night and beware of the crash table. It's brutal. And this is Steve saying good night and be free. Be a coachman. <laughs> That's good. This podcast and related website are completely unofficial and are not endorsed by Games Workshop Limited or Cubicle 7 Entertainment. It is intended for educational and informational purposes only. 
GW Games Workshop, Warhammer, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, and all associated logos, illustrations, images, names, creatures, races, vehicles, locations, weapons, characters, and the distinctive likenesses thereof are registered trademarks of Games Workshop Limited, Cubicle 7 Entertainment, or their respective trademark or copyright holders. All original content of this podcast, including any audio or video information, is the intellectual property of the Old World Podcast and Crimson Tower Studios, LLC. 